What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another segment of Meninge Toi. I'm your hostess, Lord Have Mercy, and I would like to thank you for tuning into my podcast. Just want to give a special shout out to all of my supporters. I appreciate every single one of you for every like, comment, share, listen. I love y'all. I thank y'all and I support y'all. Also, make sure you all follow my social media. You can find Meninge Toi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meninge Toi. Secondly, make sure you follow my podcast team, SFA Charlotte. We are available everywhere you can find this podcast. And finally, be sure to share and promote this podcast and this episode among your family, your friends. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Meninge Toi. Okay, y'all, let's get into it. The topic for this episode is witchcraft etymology. Not sure if you all can recall, but earlier this year, I created a, I conducted a poll on Instagram where I asked everyone what was the next series they wanted me to discuss. And it was between witchcraft and astrology. Witchcraft took the win. So for the next few episodes, I will be discussing witchcraft. So in my research and you know getting into all the content and material I chose to start with the etymology as always just to give you all a background history on the terminology the vocabulary and just so we can understand how we came to know the witchcraft that we know it as today so the goals we have for this episode are to define witchcraft and break down the etymology through a western lens and to examine words surrounding witchcraft and then this episode, I chose to do something a little different. So I'm going to also define witchcraft through an African lens. And I chose to do this because I thought it would be interesting to be able to compare witchcraft through a Western and a non-Western perspective, which brings me to my third point, to compare and contrast the Western and non-Western definitions and associations of this term. So this is going to be a very informative informative and fun episode very interesting stuff y'all i can tell y'all that right now so the core questions for this episode are what is witchcraft in a non-western perspective and in a western perspective and then how do they compare are they similar how are they similar are they different and how they differ so for all of my followers you all know i start with the vocabulary first and looking at my definitions i chose to focus not focus i chose to utilize the online etymology dictionary dictionary dictionary.com and google.com i felt that dictionary.com and google.com had the best definitions um and being able to understand how we know witchcraft the way that we know it today and then i always use the online etymology dictionary just because that's one source that actually gives you a historical perspective and view on terminology and uh, vocabulary as a whole so in beginning with the online etymology dictionary I noticed that there were three primary terms. One thing I will say is that they didn't have a definition for the word witchcraft. They had, I had to look up the definition separately. So by looking up the definition of the word witch and then looking up the word craft. And then I just kind of tried to mesh those definitions together because they didn't have a definition for the word witchcraft, which was very interesting. So the first term is Wicca. 
spelled W-I-C-C-A. The second term is which, spelled W-I-C-C-E. The third term was Wiccan, spelled W-I-C-C-I-A-N. And I actually did come across another definition. Um, another term, uh, I believe it's Wiggle, spelled W-I-G-L-E. I'm pronouncing these words the best way I know how, y'all. Just throwing it out there. So, the definition for the term Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, this is an old English term, and it is a sorcerer, wizard, or man who practices witchcraft or magic. This definition was taken from the verb Wiccan, W-I-C-C-I-A-N, which means to practice witchcraft or to use witchcraft. The term witch, W-I-C-C-E, is defined as a female magician, sorceress, and in later use was defined as a woman supposed to have dealings with the devil or evil spirits and to be able to perform supernatural acts by having this relationship with the devil and these evil spirits. And then we move on to the next term, wiggle, just make a show. Yes, the next term, wiggle, spelled W-I-G-L-E, this is defined as divination, end quote. And then they had um, a series of terms that you can, it was associated with wig, with, W-I-H, um, idol. And there was another term, I'm trying to pronounce it, y'all. G-Aldrich, spelled G-E-A-L-D-R-I-C-G-E. And this was defined as a woman who practiced incantations. So one of the things I would say about um, these definitions is that they are all old English terms. And I didn't see a timeline in the terminology at all, which I found interesting because I feel like witchcraft is one of those things that's really, really, really old. Like if you look into the history of witchcraft, people were talking about witchcraft centuries ago, like before Jesus, centuries ago. Um and I just feel like that speaks to how historical the term, not just the term is, but the practice itself. Like it's something that's been around for a really, really long time. But before I move on or before I um, continue to give my perspective and my take on everything, I'm going to go ahead and examine the term craft. So in looking at the term craft, this is also an old English term with a Western Saxon influence craft is defined as power, physical strength, and might. And then when you look at the term in a Proto-Germanic definition, they defined it as strength and skill. To have skill, dexterity, or something built or made. The Middle English definition, they defined craft as might and power. And then the Old English definition, um, Def, they have another definition um, in examining craft as a verb, and that is to to exercise a craft, to build, to make skillfully. Now, I wanted to examine these terms separately because I feel like, well, one, if seeing that there wasn't a definition for the term witchcraft, Breaking them down was the next best thing to do. And I feel like in doing that, you were able to see how the term was able to be put together. You know, you have the witch, which focused on like the um, 
the person, you know, what they're doing, what their associations are, what they're capable of doing, what do they do, whereas craft is more so of like the verb, the action behind it. And it's interesting because I feel like, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to tell y'all that yet. We're going to wait till we get through the definitions. We're going to wait. So our next definitions will be coming from dictionary.com and looking up the, uh, the terminology on dictionary.com. I chose to specifically focus on witchcraft and witch. Witchcraft on dictionary.com is a noun that is defined as the arts or practices of a witch. Sorcery, magic, magical influence, witchery. That's very specific, isn't it? And then witch, um, which is also a noun, is defined as a person, now especially a woman, who professes or is supposed to practice magic or sorcery, a sorceress, a woman who is supposed to have evil or wicker magical powers, an ugly or mean old woman, hag. And then they break down the term witch as a, they de- they define the term witch as a verb and this definition reads to bring by or as by witchcraft often followed by into to etc to effect as if by witchcraft bewitch charm to prospect with a diving rod douse just want to point out you know I didn't notice this the first time when I was looking up the terminology, but in that definition of witch, when they said to have evil or wicker magical powers, you see how it connects to the online etymology definition. Um, I know the spelling is a little bit different, but in the term Wicca, W-I-C-C-A, or even witch with it spelled W-I-C-C-E, just interesting how, you know, the history is coming through in that definition. Um, then I'm gonna go ahead and move forward to the Google Dictionary definition before I give my synopsis. So in examining the definitions on GoogleDictionary.com, or not, not GoogleDictionary.com, but through the Google Dictionary, I also examined witchcraft and witch. Witchcraft is a noun defined as the practice of magic, especially black magic. The use of spells in modern contexts Religious practice involving magic and affinity with nature, usually within a pagan tradition. Bewitching or fascinating attraction or charm. And the term witch is a noun that is defined as a woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones. Popularly depicted as wearing a black cloak and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick. A follower or practitioner of Wicca, spell W-I-C-C-A, y'all, or of modern witchcraft, an ugly or an unpleasant woman, a girl or woman who is bewitching attractive. Is that a typo? (laughs) An edible North Atlantic fiat fish that is some of some commercial value. And then witch defined as a verb is to cast an evil spell on of a girl or woman or enchanting a man. Now, I'm going to go ahead and get my breakdown because y'all know I have something to say about this. 
I already mentioned that there was no term and there was no timeline for the terms, you know, and witchcraft is being one of those words that's so ancient. Um, it's been around for a really, really long time. Usually when I look up the etymology of various kinds of vocabulary, you can always see like, oh, fourth century or uh 70 bc or 67 ad type thing but with this y'all i didn't see nothing so that just speaks to how old witchcraft and everything in association in association with it really is like it's been around for a long time um but the next thing i wanted to point out was that this is some very sexist sexist stuff going on y'all i know y'all heard them explain how it's a woman who's bewitching and she's ugly and she's mean and she's evil and even when you think about the animations that you see of a witch you know growing up if you watch disney princess movies or whatever like the witches were always they wore black they did have the pointy hats they had the real pointy noses bumps on her they were like ugly they they really portrayed them to be like these ugly, mean women. And I just think it's so interesting how even the definitions will point that out. And it's even more interesting when you think of it because a witch is a woman who has supernatural powers. But if you look at a man who has supernatural powers, they would label him a wizard. And just thinking about how people use those ter- use that terminology within itself. Like, if you're good at doing something, people will say, oh, you're a whiz. Whiz is short for wizard. And even with that, you have the associations that are different. Like, being a whiz at something is being great at something. But if you're a witch or if you're called a witch, then that has a very mean, dark, nasty evil association to it so it's just very interesting you know the sexism that's going on here it's it's just very very patriarchal you know has a very patriarchal shadow but I'll just say that um so that was something else that I noticed I just thought it was very interesting to see that and I even have a definition of wizard for anyone who really wants to know, like, what's the definition for the term wizard? The online etymology dictionary defines wizard as a philosopher, a sage, to know the future, one with magical power, one proficient in the occult sciences. Dictionary.com defines a wizard as a person who practices magic, magician or sorcerer, a conjurer or juggler. A person or amazing skill of accomplishment. Google.com defines a wizard as a man who has magical powers, especially in legends and fairy tales. So even with those definitions, I see that the first two didn't specify, oh, this is a man who does this. They said a person. But Google definitely said, nope, this is a man and this is what he do. You know, this is strictly man. Interesting, again, because, you know... And the other, I mean, at least in looking at the definition of witch, they were very specific in labeling, oh, this is a woman. But when it comes to a wizard, oh, it's a person. So even that kind of raised my eyebrow and just like scratch my head. Like, why is it like that? It's just very interesting. And why is it that a whiz or a wizard is given such a positive 
connotation compared to a witch being such an evil and ugly one. And I just feel like that speaks to it being sexist, you know, sexism within a terminology, you know, women back then, um, they did have witch trials a long time ago where they were murdering women that they believed were witches. So, you know, those societies being very patriarchal and just sexist and, you know, just just being very cruel. Um, I just feel like it all speaks to that and how the world was back then and maybe in some places now. But moving forward. Another thing I noticed in examining the definitions was the language itself, the language composition, the nouns versus the verbs, the verbs versus the nouns. So witchcraft is the verb that stems from the root noun witch. Wizardry stems from the root noun wizard. Witchcraft is more known and recognized than wizardry. I mean, just thinking about how often do we see wizardry? Like, that's not something that we typically hear. I don't typically hear people discuss that um, unless they're saying, oh, you're a whiz. But usually that's as far as it goes. No one really gets into. Not to say that people don't find it interesting, but that's just not a common discussion. Like the fact that I even conducted the poll on Instagram and asking people, oh, do you guys want to, you know, find out more about witchcraft like no one's like oh you should talk about wizardry you know maybe in harry potter or something like that but even with that with witchcraft being more popular it just makes me ask questions and more curious to know is that intentional or is it coincidental you know why is witchcraft more popular and more known than wizardry and maybe this also speaks to the history of various societies you know and witchcraft being one of those things that was being studied and plagued and you know people being murdered and beaten and burned alive compared to you know I'm curious to know if men were punished in the same way if they were assumed to have supernatural powers or was it okay if a, if you were a man who possessed supernatural powers compared to being a woman who has supernatural powers but I didn't look into that part of it just yet um but just you know it makes me ask more questions and I just feel like it's the same thing you know whether you're a wizard or if you're a witch you know you're a person who has supernatural powers at least in looking at the definitions through the western lens you know that's what it is a person who has supernatural abilities and it can be argued whether this person um has relations with dark energy or evil spirits and things like that which you guys would definitely hear me talk a little bit more about that later on but my thing is if they are both a person with supernatural abilities why is one seen as a good thing and one seen as bad it's literally the same thing the only thing that changes is the sex of the individual so another thing i noticed was seeing how witchcraft was grouped with sorcery. And this is something that really made me want to examine this topic more specifically because I feel like witchcraft was one of those things. And before going into doing my research with all of this, it was one of those things where I was thinking about my um, experiences and hearing about it. You know, it was one of those things that was always condemned and shamed, um, especially in the Christian church. is just not something that you mess with at all. So 
it just made me more curious to be like, okay, well, why is this seen as such a bad thing? Like, what is it exactly? Because I feel like a lot of people label or categorize something as being witchcraft when that's not necessarily true, you know? And I feel like witchcraft is one of those things where it's so, I feel like people paint it with such a broad brush without fully knowing what it is. And even in me going through the terminology and just saying, you know, how it's a person who, uh, a person with magic powers, a person with supernatural powers, like, how did that get associated with, oh, brooms and pointy hats and uh, what are those things called? Like potions and like, how did all of this just get clumped in there? And that's why I also found it to be interesting that some of the definitions did point out that, oh, yes. A sorcerer or sorceress, a person who practices incantations, you know, like just seeing how all of this, all these associations got blended together and how people began to associate witchcraft with those kinds of things, just because like that's how, you know, it was constructed through society. And it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, does that make it what it is because that's how society constructed it to be? Or is it one of those things where it's like, if that's actually what it is, and because that's actually what it is, that's how society constructed it, you know? Because sometimes society can be wrong in constructing something. It's just like, for example, you could take a stereotype of a specific culture, racial culture. And just because society creates this stereotype of this particular culture, does that mean you follow that stereotype? Just because that's what society says, that's what those people do, that's what they like, this is what they wear, this is what they don't, you know? Or is it one of those things where you challenge that and you start to do your own research and ask your own questions? Not saying you got to be out here, you know, like getting involved if that's, you know, that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But just saying, you know, makes me ask more questions. And that's what really inspired me to um, research this. But I just went on a rant a little bit. Um, Another thing I wanted to add, and then I'm going to go ahead and get it to the non-Western lens, is that when examining the topic from a non-Western lens, I was able to see the differences between witchcraft and sorcery. And I feel like that's something that we confuse a lot. And I can be completely honest in saying it's one of those things where it's like, I'm still learning too, because not all um, definitions are concrete. You know, I just went through a whole bunch of definitions that were saying, oh yeah, witchcraft is sorcery. So it's like, um, well, that's a blurred line, you know, pretty much saying that it's the same thing. Um, but when you get to the root of terminology, you really examine it, then you can really understand, is it the same thing? Or, you know, pretty much what I was just saying earlier. But one of my goals for this series is to educate people on the differences between witchcraft, sorcery, divination, astrology, and incantation. Because I feel like to some people, all those things are the same thing. To some people, all those things, oh, it's a witchcraft. It's all witchcraft. It's one and the same. When... They're not. So we're going to be learning together, y'all. And I just feel like that comes from human nature. You know, we make assumptions about things we may not be knowledgeable about or things we don't really understand. And I feel like us here on the Western Hemisphere should try thinking critically and seeing things outside of our 
Western perspective and also challenging the things that have been taught to us. Like I understand sometimes, you know, you will learn something and you're okay with that, you know, because choosing to research it yourself and dig into the history is harder. You know, that means you actually have work to do. And sometimes we just get lazy and not want to do the work because we're fine with just accepting what's been taught to us and told to us rather than actually doing the research. But you know what? That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help all of us. You know, I do the research and read the books and read the articles. And, and, you know, I got us. I got us. But I just want to challenge everyone to think outside of your own perspective, ask more questions, and hopefully this content will grant you better clarity or more clarity in being more informed about this topic. Okay, y'all, y'all ready? We about to get into witchcraft and the non-Western lens. That's my little drum roll, if y'all didn't, yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and get into it. So, in examining witchcraft through a non-Western lens, I chose to read this, read excerpts and chapters of this book, called African Religion, The Moral Traditions of Abundant Life by Laurenti Magisa. In this book, he speaks about the concept of African religion and he discusses African religion in the perspective of spiritual practice being done religiously. He's a theologian. He's a scholar in theological studies. He was born in Tanzania and he earned a degree in theology from McCrary University in Uganda. So one of the things I would say is that in reading a couple of chapters from the book, I found it challenging to find a concrete definition of witchcraft. One of the things that I will mention is that he does separate witches from sorcerers and separate them from diviners and herbalists and medicine doctors. So I feel like, again, you know, if you're someone, if you're a Westerner, you're pretty much looking at those things, you will probably put them all in one category or maybe two categories but he does separate them in the book so the way that he describes and explains and discusses witchcraft is different than the way that we've internalized it and even in reading it y'all I was shocked I'm like wow this is an interesting perspective it's just so It's so different than the way that we understand it in a Western perspective. And I feel like if we see it as being that way, like it makes witchcraft and witches and all that being less exclusive. You know, I feel like in a Western perspective, witchcraft is one of those things where it's like, oh, only certain people can do it, or only certain people have supernatural abilities, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting too far ahead. So I actually want to share some quotes that stood out to me and read in chapter five. And I'm just going to read a couple of them, or a few of them that I have written down. And I'll also tell y'all the page number. So if y'all decide to purchase this wonderful book, y'all can go ahead and find these quotes on these pages. So on page 183, I have a quote that reads, the power of witchcraft to cause harm does not have any palpable apparatus connected with it. No rites, ceremonies, incantations, or invocations. 
that the witch has to perform. It is simply projected at will from the mind of the witch. Witches are people mentally afflicted with the obsession that they have the power to harm others by thinking them harm. End quote. Let that marinate. Go ahead, rewind, you know, the 10 seconds or 30 seconds, whichever program you are receiving this information. Listen to that. I'll read it one more time. The power of witchcraft to cause harm does not have any palpable apparatus connected with it. No rites, ceremonies, incantations, or invocations that the witch has to perform. It is simply projected at will from the mind of the witch. Witches are people mentally afflicted with the obsession that they have the power to harm others by thinking them harm. You can find that quote again on page 183. Next quote comes from page 184. And it reads, Even though every person is potentially a witch in African thought, that is to say that all human beings have witchcraft power in them. Active witchcraft is usually either inherited, bought, or acquired. Caught is the general African description for this alternative type of transmission of witchcraft power. I'm trying to think if I want to read that again. Y'all can rewind. I got another quote I got to read to y'all. Next quote comes from page 187, and it reads, In so far... As every human being experiences emotions of envy, hatred, anger, pride, lust, and so on, everyone is a potential witch. Witchcraft is, in essence, a personal failure to keep these destructive emotions in reign. This is indeed the horror of witchcraft. At any moment, it may overcome an individual, become active or hot, and act to destroy life and the power of life. I'll read that one, one, one more time because that one was that was a good one. I know that was a good one. Y'all ain't got to tell me that. That was a good one. Okay. The quote reads, Insofar as every human being experiences emotions of envy, hatred, anger, pride, lust, and so on, Everyone is a potential witch. Witchcraft is, in essence, a personal failure to keep these destructive emotions in reign. This is indeed the horror of witchcraft. At any moment, it may overcome an individual, become active or hot, and act to destroy life and the power of life. You can find that quote on page 187. Whoo, child. I promise y'all, after reading those things, my mind was blown because, I mean, it's not just because it's a different perspective, but when you think about it and just thinking about the Western definitions of witchcraft and, you know, it being a person who has uh, relations with dark energy or evil spirits and even having or developing that connotation through time. Um, it's interesting just to see that connection. And 
I find it interesting that these quotes don't specify or don't associate witchcraft as being um, sex specific. Like, oh, witchcraft is something that women do. Oh, witchcraft is something that men do. They said anyone, everyone, anybody can be, can practice witchcraft. It's not specific to any type of or any particular person. So in examining these quotes and reading everything, um, because I know I mentioned this before, I didn't see a concrete definition, you know, witchcraft, noun or verb or adjective and saying, oh, yeah, well, this is what witchcraft is and this is the person who does it. I mean, in a sense, I kind of seen it in reading those quotes, but it wasn't as clear cut as the different as the definitions I shared earlier. Um, I will say that the definition I received perceives witchcraft as an action or a series of actions driven by dark or harmful energy. So let's just say, for example, because I seen this example in the book, if a farmer is planting crops and those crops are dying due to a lack of moisture or animals feeding upon them or some type of herbal sickness, this would be a form of witchcraft because that is something that is disturbing life. You know, the farmer needs these crops, whether he's doing it, you know, to feed his family or he's doing it to feed himself or he's doing it to sell to the community, to feed the community. This act or action that is being done or these things that are happening to prevent that from happening is disturbing life. And um, I use this other Example from the last quote that I read, a person driven by harmful emotions such as anger, lust, hatred, pride, envy, etc. So many harmful actions are committed from emotions such as those, like a person who's driven by those kinds of emotions. So any person who acts or behaves in a way where they're driven by those type of emotions is a person that's driven by witchcraft. And I also um, use or took that example from the book, um, a person, you know, being driven by those emotions, of course. But isn't that interesting, y'all? Like, witchcraft isn't, and that's the thing that makes it interesting and in seeing it from a non-Western perspective, like witchcraft isn't something that that's finite like you don't have to be stuck there if you you know are angry or you know you have a lot of pride or you have a lot of inner a lot of envy like these are things that you can get through so even if there is an association to or a relationship with some type of dark or harmful energy you have the power to overcome that but I'm I'm jumping far ahead I'm jumping far ahead hold on um, the second thing that I noticed and I, and I assess in, um, looking at the non-Western perspective of witchcraft is that witchcraft doesn't include casting spells or reciting chants. And I feel like that's one of the most common misinterpretations of witchcraft. You know, witches, you know, it's, it's the, the chanting and what is the name of those big pots that you see in like cartoon shows? I feel like any other time I can remember it, but right now it's not coming to my mind. 
but you know they got the wooden sticks and they're, they're you know adding their potions and they're casting spells on people like witchcraft isn't specific to these type of actions and that was in a quote that I read as well you know no specific ritual needs to be done to practice witchcraft no spells no chants no drinking blood none of that now it is one of those things where it makes me ask it makes me a little curious because you know I feel like some people would um would consider you know uh let's just say for example cursing if you driving on the highway and somebody cuts you off most people, well, no, I'm not going to say most people. I take it back. I rebuke the name of the Lord. Um, some people, you know, if you have road rage, there we go. Road rage, driven by rage, you will start cursing at that person. And right then it's like, okay, you're driven by that negative emotion and you're cursing at this person. But in you cursing at this person, are you cursing that person? And I actually, I I wanted to read research curse words more because you know I read this amazing book not too long ago called the four agreements I strongly encourage all of you to read it it's a very 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 informative and knowledgeable book but in reading that book it definitely opened my eyes to be mindful of how I speak to myself and how I speak upon myself and how I speak to others and how I speak upon others. You know, we have the power and the ability to manifest or kill things through our verbiage. And one of the things that was mentioned in that book was how the world, how the universe was created. God spoke. Creation came into fruition. Like God literally said, let there be light and there was light. If cursing is one of those things that will be associated with witchcraft because it's one of those actions that you could commit to engage with that type of energy or negativity being rage. Trying to think of another one Um, or any like all these associations that Westerners have. Have connected witchcraft with I'm trying to think of something else that people um assume witches to do I feel like most people assume witches is you know being harmful which I definitely you know we see that in both definitions um casting spells on people um hmm not really sure what that connection is but I'm not gonna try to dive too deep in it but that's just something to think about you know like how did all these associations come into play and how all these connections and assumptions about what witches are, what they do, were made. And then I feel like in having all of this blurriness, you know, and all of these associations with witchcraft, at least in the Western perspective, is that it just makes the terminology all the more confusing. That's how people just say, oh, incantation and divination and sorcery and astrology. Yeah, they're all witchcraft because they just feel like all those things, you know, speak to witchcraft as we know it today. Which when you really think about like if you just think about these quotes that I read, like, you know, 
really sit down and really try to see if you can make those connections with all those things that I just said. But I'm not going to do that for this episode. But it just makes me more curious, you know. I know that witchcraft, sorcery, divining, and incantation are always assumed to be one and the same. But, you know, in examining those things, I'm learning that there's there's difference. You know, there's some difference. And one of the final things that I noticed in examining these quotes and witchcraft in the non-Western perspective is that anyone can be a witch, which you heard me mention this before. And I find this to be one of the most powerful things about examining it from this lens because I feel like witchcraft is one of those things that sometimes people feel like only certain people can be a witch or only certain people can practice witchcraft I do feel like witchcraft is one of those things where it's like you have a choice and whether you want to engage or participate in it but when you look at witchcraft in a historical aspect especially when you look at witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts, or everywhere else across the world, honestly. Witchcraft was one of those things that I felt like they thought you were born to do it, you know, which it is one of those things that I feel like it can be passed down, you know, like generational curses kind of a thing, but it's not exclusive, you know, anyone can engage in it. And I don't feel like witchcraft is one of those things that specifically speaks to women wearing all black with pointed hats, flying on brooms, being able to shape shift, being able to cast spells on people and make these chants. You know, like anybody can be a witch. I thought that was so powerful. And I felt like witchcraft more so focuses on how we use our energy and the intentions behind our actions and our thought patterns. And this brings me to my next point. One of the things that does separate witch, witches and witchcraft from sorcery and incantation and divination is the lack of awareness. Which brings me to another quote I found on page 80, 181 and it reads... Sorcerers of different kinds, herbalists and various other kinds of medicine, men or women, and which is properly so-called Jouzhak and Jesihoho. Pretty sure I screwed those up, but we're going to keep going. All basically share in the same mysterious power. What distinguishes them is the way they use this power to harm life. The sorcerer is always conscious and intentional, whereas the witch acts automatically and often unintentionally, end quote. So this kind of conflict for me personally, this kind of conflicts with the quote that I read in where is it? The first quote where it said, which is our people mentally afflicted with the obsession that they have the power to harm others by thinking them harm. Because right there, it's like you have that awareness, like you have this obsession that you can harm others just by thinking negatively of them or, you know, thinking them harm. So I feel like if you have that awareness where you know that you have that ability, then, you know, I feel like right there, that's, you know, when that blend with with sorcery, you know, the book said the sorcerer is always conscious and 
and intentional, whereas the witch acts automatically and often unintentionally. So maybe witchcraft is one of those things where it's like you're so deep into it that you, I don't know. I was going to try to, but it's still blurring. I, mm, I don't see it, y'all. I don't see it. I don't see it. I was trying to go for a stretch, but I don't see it. Yeah. What distinguishes them is the way they use this power to harm life. The sorcerer is always conscious and intentional, whereas the witch acts automatically and often unintentionally. And maybe it's one of those things where I know I said I don't see (laughs) like you're so into it that you really don't know that you're doing it. Like you're so consumed by it that you don't know. You just do it because you're so, maybe you're so used to doing it. Maybe that's what it is. Which makes me want to look into sorcery and be like, whoa, what is sorcery? Which that will definitely be coming. So you guys don't have to worry about that. I'm sorry for interrupting this amazing episode, but let me take one minute of your time to give you some updates on Meninge Toi. Are you following us on social media? You should be. You can find and follow this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep, you can follow Meninge Toi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can stay up to date on content, interact with the hostess, me, and provide input for future episodes. I would love to hear from you. Lastly, I want to thank you for being a supporter of this podcast. I appreciate having your ear, and I would like to thank you for choosing Meninge Toi as your educational platform. Now, let's get back to the episode. So, we have examined witchcraft in a western lens and we have examined witchcraft in a non-western lens let's see how they compare and contrast witchcraft in a western lens is a person who practices magic a person who is skilled in practicing magic and a person with supernatural abilities in a non-western lens witchcraft is a harmful energy that disrupts life and a person driven by uncontrollable emotion, being anger, pride, lust, hate, envy, etc. All that fun stuff. Not fun. I shouldn't say that. Apologize. So, in examining both of these perspectives and the definitions, I'm going to give y'all my breakdown. I believe witchcraft can be present within a person. Or it can be a series of actions done by a person projected onto others. So let's just say, for example, if we're considering the person being driven by uncontrollable emotion. You know, you have all these emotions going on inside of you and these things are um, driving you to do harmful things to people. And it's just like when you think about the previous definitions that I read when they said how witches or witchcraft is being able to inflict harm upon other people. I just feel like that's one connection that I I noticed in examining the definitions through the Western and non-Western perspective is being able to, you know, you have this connection to a dark energy and then being able to transfer that or manipulate that in a way that it's being projected onto others. 
one of the first things I noticed. Which brings me to my next point. I can't say that I confidently believe that witchcraft pertains to fellowshipping with darkness and or dark energies. I personally will have to do some more research myself. Just because, you know, me being inquisitive and just needing so much information before I make a statement, I feel that when it comes to witchcraft, you know, especially with it having such a tainted history and an ugly history, you know, a lot of women were murdered in a very unjust and inhumane way because you know they were assumed to be witches like people were you know you hear about people being burned alive and witch trials like those that was a real thing and if you take some time to research it you will see how real it was so maybe I'm a little bit biased and then maybe it being sexist is one of those things that's also getting in the way for me to really see it as it being strictly evil and dark I also will honestly say you know I feel like it's one of those things kind of like when you, if you were to examine angels, you know, you have good angels, you have dark angels. So kind of like a good and bad kind of a thing, you know, there could be a w good witchcraft, there could be a bad witchcraft. And I do understand that the Western and non-Western perspective sees them both as being bad, which is very interesting as well, because, you know, I feel like, again, in my experience growing up, witchcraft was just something you didn't mess with, you don't. If you don't associate with it, you don't fellowship with it. This isn't to say that I'm going to go out here, you know, getting engaged in the activity. No, I'm not. But I'm not going to say that I believe that it's specifically dark energy. Because I feel like that mysterious aspect of it, it's one of those things where it's like, is it evil or dark because it's mysterious or is it because, well, I was going to say the same thing. Like, is it because it's mysterious that makes it evil and dark? But, you know, it's one of those things for me, you know. And being able to have relations with the supernatural, you know, it's one of those things where you may not know what you are fellowshipping with or talking to or any of that. And I feel like it's one of those things where it depends on the individual and it just depends on that connection that you have. And I feel like, you know, we never know. I feel like it's one of those things that's subjective, you know. And because it's one of those things that's subjective and something that you don't know, which that's the reason why you shouldn't joke around with it in fool around with it and play with it you know I feel like when it comes to the supernatural world just the spiritual world as a whole it's not something to be to be played with because things in the supernatural realm don't function in the same way that things in the physical realm do you know it's not something that you can see with your bright eyes or something that you can physically touch like I do feel that it's more complex than that and I know not everyone believes in that but that's the reason why, for me, saying witchcraft is a bad thing, you know, I can't say that. And I can also say that, for me, it's because I feel like so many things have been tainted as witchcraft. And I know a lot of things 
within a black culture have been labeled as such. So for me, it's kind of hard to say that with confidence when there's so much that I don't know about just yet. So I would confidently say that I can't make that statement. But I do feel that people who engage in witchcraft are very skilled in the practice, whether if it's something that you've been doing for a long time or something that you, you know, take the time to research or study or do whatever you do to get more in tune and more aware. I feel like those people are very knowledgeable. I will say to people who may follow witchcraft, who may not take the time or the effort to research it for themselves and really know what it is that you're getting into, you should. Because I feel like when it comes to, again, when it comes to things within a supernatural realm and things spiritually, you never know the type of spirits or things that people are fellowshipping with even if that person is like someone that you love and care about dearly you know you at the end of the day you may not know and I know sometimes well some people may find that problematic because you know some people make may make those same arguments towards other people and other places and all of that but I feel like when it comes to spirituality it's best to formulate your own relationship and Within that, you know, you definitely want to be in control of that yourself and lead that yourself rather than giving someone else the power, the ability, the influence to control and manipulate your relationship with the highest power or with your spirit. That's just my take. And all this really makes me question what we categorize and identify as magic. I feel like magic is one of those things where it's just so broad. Like, obviously, it's not a magician kind of a magic pull the rabbit out of the hat kind of a thing. But is it? You know, like, I know as a kid, magic was always one of those things that's so cool. It's like this person is doing something that seems impossible and they're just making it happen. So it, there's the illusion that's exciting. So with witchcraft, is it the same kind of illusion that makes it exciting like oh this how is this person able to do this you know like but even with magic and magicians you know in a in a youthful sense you know there's always tricks to it like if they pulling out if they give you the cards and you pick one card and they pick the same card they tell you to pick a card and they they pretty much know which card that you pick by folding the end of the card like what are the tricks to it that's what it makes me want to know so is it an illusion or is it really like just entertainment you know magicians as for kids are entertainers and they're able to manipulate the child's mind by creating this illusion that this magical thing about can happen when really they're cheating the child and playing on their lack of awareness or lack of knowledge and knowing what they're really doing and the child not knowing that they're really bending the card and knowing which one they picked, you know? So it definitely makes me ask more questions about that and what we consider to be magic and magical. And... I just feel like for anyone listening to this episode feeling conflicted or not really knowing where to go, you know, I know every witchcraft is something that is very common today. It's practiced a lot. I would just say be careful, be knowledgeable, be aware, and 
Oh man, just just trust in yourself and know what you are, what you connecting with, man. I would just I would just say that because again, you know, the spiritual realm is something that doesn't operate. It doesn't it's not something that appeases our physical senses, you know? It's something that is very unique, one of a kind, and you just, you want to be careful. And I feel like maybe that's, I know I'm sounding very repetitive, but I really feel like that's the reason why a lot of times people say when it comes to witchcraft, don't fellowship with it, don't joke with it, just leave it alone, let it be, because you don't know what it is that you can be communicating with because it's not something that you can see with your physical eyes. And I do feel like when it comes to things in the spiritual realm, you know, things can be manipulative. You know, I know I've, this is something serious and I'm bringing up a movie, but you know, I've seen films where people were, uh, thought they were talking to their grandmother who passed away and come to find out it's someone's great uncle or you know some person you don't know and this person is wreaking havoc on your life and not to say it goes to that extreme but I'm just saying you know just be careful be safe be careful and hey do your research so with all of that being said I am going to conclude this episode by thanking you all for tuning in Thank y'all for bringing y'all ears, y'all awareness, and just for receiving this information. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, or you want me to research a topic that you find interesting, whether it pertains to witchcraft or any type of religious or spiritual practice, contact me on my social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. I have been your hostess, Lord have mercy, and I pray y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Peace. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to another segment of Meninge Toi. I'm your hostess, Lord have mercy, and I would like to thank you for tuning into my podcast. Just want to give a special shout out to all of my supporters. I appreciate every single one of you for every like, comment, share, Listen, I love y'all, I thank y'all, and I support y'all. Also, make sure you all follow my social media. You can find Meninge Twa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meninge Twa. Secondly, make sure you follow my podcast team, SFA Charlotte. We are available everywhere you can find this podcast. And finally, be sure to share and promote this podcast and this episode among your family, your friends. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Meninge Trois.